0: If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, we're going to start reading in verse 17. This is about the prodigal son. Most of you have probably heard the story or read it before. We're going to start kind of in the middle of it. Verse 17 starts out and says, When he came to himself, before I go any further, how many of y'all have done something you shouldn't have done and all of a sudden in the middle of it you kind of come to yourself and said, Man, I shouldn't have done that. What was I thinking? I knew better than that. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, "'Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, "'and am no more worthy to be called thy son. "'Make me as one of thy hired servants.' "'And he arose and came to his father, "'and when he was yet a great way off, "'his father saw him and had compassion and ran "'and fell on his neck and kissed him. "'And the son said unto him, "'Father, I have sinned against heaven.' and in thy sight, and no more worthy to be called thy son. And the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand, and then shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. And I want to stop right there this morning. I titled this message this morning, Even though, and I want you to understand what I mean by that. I began thinking last night as I was praying, and you know, I I pray out loud over here. and You know, if y'all was to come and stand by the door, you'd think I was preaching to somebody in here, the way things just happen. But I began to pray, and I was praying, and I realized that even when I had turned my back on God, God was still there. Even though I went the other way, God was still waiting on me to come back. Even though I spit in His face and and did my own thing, He was still right there just waiting on me to turn back to Him. Just like this prodigal son turned back to his father. His father saw him a long ways off, and he ran to him. See, that's how God is with you today. And I don't know the condition of every soul sitting here, But I know this, even though you have went your own way, it may have been your entire life, God is still calling you. He's still waiting to see you come over the the hill or the horizon and He's just going to run and meet you. When He knows, see, this guy came to his senses and he realized that he was in the midst of sin. He realized he had done things wrong and he realized that the very least his father had to offer was far better than anything he had right then. So even though he found himself in this terrible place, he turned back to God. See that his Father is just a picture of God. His Father is just a symbol of what Jesus is expecting, what He wants. He wants you to just turn back to Him. You may think you went too far. You may think, well... I I can come back to God, but it's never going to be the same. See, that's not right. That's not right. You may think, okay, I sinned, I messed up. Maybe God will just at least let me come in and and serve in the least lowliest position. And that will be good enough. That's not good enough for God. See, that's not what God's plan is. What did the Word say? The Word said, His Father said, no, no. That ain't my, you're my son. He said, bring the best robe. He didn't say go get a good one. He said, bring me the best robe. Let's put a ring on his finger. Let's put shoes on his feet. Let's go get the fatted calf that we've been saving up and, and preparing for a special day. And let's kill that and let's feast. Let's have a party because my son who was dead is now alive again. He came back to me. You see, that's all it takes is for you to turn around and realize all of a sudden, man, I went the wrong way and I need to turn back to God. That's all it takes. In an instant, you can be back in good graces, you see. You don't have to say, I just want to be in the lowliest position. God, I've done all this terrible stuff. There ain't nothing I can do about it, but maybe you'll let me come. No, God ain't going to be happy with that. See, when you come back to God, y'all listen now. God is an awesome God. God is an awesome God. See, God takes you and he restores you. He doesn't fix you. He restores you. There's a difference in that. There's a difference in what God does and what I would do. See, if I break something, I try my best to fix it, but it's never quite the same. There's always evidence it was broken. There's always something that's not quite right about it. It doesn't function as good as it did when it was new. But see, when God takes you, God restores you and most of the time makes you better. He puts something else in you you didn't have before because you're now at a place He can work on you. You're at a place He can work in you. You're at a place He can impart new things to you because your spirit is in the right state of mind. You're in the place where you can receive something from God now all of a sudden. You see, we come to God prideful and full of ourselves sometimes and say, God, I know this is the right thing to do. If you'll just forgive me, everything will be fine. That's full of pride. That's not the way He wants you to come. You know, sometimes God will take what He can get because He knows there's a process. See, the end result needs to be humbleness. The end result needs to be you acknowledging, just like this prodigal son. This prodigal son said, look at where I'm at. I'm eating with the pigs. Literally. Literally. You know, he was supposed to be feeding the pigs. But he was there eating with them because that's all he had. He realized how far he had fallen and that it was sin. See, understand now. It wasn't just that he realized he was in a terrible position and needed help. He realized what got him there. He came to himself. He came to his senses and understood, I have sinned. And repented. He went to his father and said, Father, I have sinned. Will you just please bring me, take me in. I just want food to eat. I want a place to stay. That's all he wanted. See, that's how we need to come to God. We need to come to God not expecting something, but saying, God, just just heal me. Just restore me. Just redeem me. See, replenish what I've lost, what I've just dumped and and get done away with. How many of y'all have ever just done away with what God blessed you with? God has worked in my life so many times. Listen, I was back there last night. I looked on the wall and I've got my certificate of license for the ministry and I looked at the date and it said September of 1992. Do y'all realize I left for the army in August of 1993? And before that, I was already in what they called the delayed entry program before I ever graduated school, just a few months after. I accepted the call to preach. And I looked at that and I said, God, what in the world was going through my mind? What was I thinking? You see, but God was leading me into a place of preparation. Now listen, I'm not going to tell y'all that everything that happened to me in the army was because God ordained it, and what I want to tell y'all though is that there was a big part of my life in the army was was uh, conducive to this. Is that I turned my back away from God and went my own direction, and I regret every minute of it. Why? Because I realized that. That I wanted better? No, it had nothing to do with that. I look back and I see I wasted God's time. I wasted time that He could have been not only blessing me, but blessing other people through me, and I just threw it away. But see, there was another time. I don't remember the date. I don't have anything to write it down and record it with. But I know there was another time when I said, "Wait a minute." God called me to preach. Wait a minute. I've been living in sin. See, even though... Y'all understand even though now, don't you? Even though I turned away from God. Even though I allowed sin in my life and not only allowed it to be around me, but took part in it and actively, actively sought after it. Even though... I turned my back on God. He was waiting for me to turn back to Him. And you know what? There was even times, you know, you can turn your back on somebody, but there was times God would step around the other side and say, I'm still here. You see, God wanted me. See, God wanted me. And He was willing to wait to get me. You know, during that time, I still would repent of my sins. But I wasn't ready to give it up. I just knew that's what I was supposed to do. So even though I I took lightly what Jesus had done for me, even though I didn't understand what God wanted from me, God was still there. God was still protecting me. God was still calling me. God was still, still trying to just woo me. Y'all know something about romance, especially you women. Most of those guys don't understand it. But there's a time when you're when you first start dating, before you ever get married, and it's just like you want to do everything you can to please that other person. And you just want to woo them. You want them to say the first thing they think of when they wake up in the morning is you. That's what you want. See, that's what God does to us. Even though we could care less, we go the other way and God's just like, oh, come on, please. Come on, look, I'm doing this for you. I'm trying to help you. I want to bless you. I want to do so much with you. Just come back to me. Come back to me. And then what does He do when we turn back? He comes running. He don't stand there prideful waiting yeah, you messed up, didn't you? Y'all ever done that to your kids? i oh, don't shake your head. No. Don't shake your head. You know your kids have messed up before, and they come back to you and you say, See, I told you. I told you what was going to happen. Didn't I? Didn't I? You say that to your kids, don't you? See, God don't do that. You come back to God, and God says, I know, but it's okay. See, He was just waiting. He's waiting for you to turn back to Him. Look, y'all may think you're living okay. You may think everything is alright. But see, God wants more for you. You look where you are right now, and see, that is not best. That's not best. I look at myself, and I know this ain't best. This is good sometimes. Every now and then I get a little taste of of what good is, but I know there's more. It don't matter how close I get to God, there's more out there. You see, God is abundant. Oh, wait a minute. God is abundant. You see, there's something you need to understand about God, and y'all need to take this Scripture and just bury it in your heart. The next time you begin to... Think and wonder, how big is my God? You need to remember Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 and 21. He says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. See, wait a minute. They made it personal all of a sudden. See, the power that can be at work in you is what is necessary for him to do exceeding and abundantly above what you can ask. See, I can ask a lot, but wait a minute. He said, or think. There's a whole lot of things I think of that I never ask. See, he said he can do exceeding abundantly above what we can ask or think. You may think there ain't no hope. You may think you're in a place God can't restore you. You may think you've went just a little too far and if you can just come back and be a hired servant and live out in the servant's quarters and eat the leftovers that they have, maybe that'll be good enough to get me by. But see, God is an excellent God. God is mighty and righteous and great and greatly to be praised. And when you come back to Him, He doesn't say no, no, not go. Go out there and live with the servants. No, that ain't what He says. He says, come into my house. Put on the best robe I got. Put on this ring on your finger. Put some nice shoes on your feet because you are my son. You were dead, but now you're alive. See, when you come to Him, He bestows upon you this wonderful supernatural life. I don't think y'all understand. I don't think you understand This doesn't just apply to us. This doesn't just apply to you. This applies to other Christians. Now, why am I telling you that? You see, sometimes we see what other Christians do and we say, oh, that's terrible. How could they do that? I can't believe they would do such a thing. That's not what God's thinking, is it? See, when they, when they come in the door, we're like, I know what they did. Why are they even about to come in? See, God doesn't do that. God says, I'm going to run and meet them. Because they're coming back. How many of y'all have sinned? Oh, man, everybody in here has sinned. See, I've got, I know somebody. I ain't, I'm just going to leave it. I know somebody. I know somebody that cheated on his wife. Fine Christian guy, cheated on his wife. This wasn't a one night thing. This was a several month thing. Man, you'd almost say, "I don't want nothing to do with him." That's that's, not, that's our natural instinct. In I don't want nothing to do with him. He shouldn't have done something like that. And you think, man, that's a terrible thing. How can you forgive that? Look, it's not up to me to forgive him. Why am I going to hold a grudge? Why am I going to throw it in his face when I see him? Why am I going to be sitting there in the pew looking over at and cutting my eyes at him and stuff, because he did this thing? What does the Word say? The Word says if you commit any sin, you offended it, offend the law in one point, one thing, You're guilty of all of it. So you see, his sin may be bad in human eyes and it's bad in God's eyes, but he can receive forgiveness for that sin just as easily as I can if I were to walk up and lie to you. You see, the forgiveness is still available. God's still going to come running back to him when he turns and says, God, forgive me. Now you know, there's a whole lot more to it than that. His wife has got to forgive him too, but I'm not getting into that today. What I want to talk about is us. You may be sitting there thinking, "Oh, I'm doing everything right. I don't, I don't need to know about even though." See, because everything is going good in my life right now. But what was the, what happened the last time you knew that a Christian failed? Did you go running to him and say, "God will still forgive you"? Did you still try to love them and show them that, that God still loves them no matter what? You see, it doesn't matter how I feel about their sin. It has no consequence. It has nothing to do with what God thinks when they turn back to God. So I need to... See, this is why the Bible tells you to not be gossiping. Don't be a busybody. Don't be trying to get into other people's business and affairs. It's none of your business. Why? Well, number one, because you can't do anything about it. Number two, it doesn't matter how you feel about it. It's how God feels about it. Now listen, there are times that the Holy Spirit may put something on you that He would want you to say something to Him. But I guarantee you, if it's anything but words of love, and encouragement to draw him back to the, the Spirit of God. It's not of God. I don't know where that came from. But you know what? I know what God put in my heart. And I know He wouldn't put it in my heart if it wasn't because there's going to be somebody here today that needed to hear it. And I have to believe that there's somebody here today that needs to know, even though you are where you are, doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you've done. What matters is who he is and where he is and what he's done. You see, he's the one that's provided the way back. Understand that now. Understand that. Jesus didn't die on the cross as a reaction. There wasn't a reaction. What does that mean? See, God wasn't trying to fix something. He wasn't trying to just do some, make some kind of plan in reaction to sin. He had this thing planned out from the beginning. The word says that the Lamb of God was slain before the foundations of the world. You understand that? See, time doesn't mean anything to God. When He laid out this plan, He was making a way for you to come to Him. Man, ain't that awesome? You see, it wasn't a reaction. It says, "Oh, I better do something." No, He said, "Yeah, I know that was coming." See, the minute He gave you the right to choose something other than Him, He knew there's going to be a way that you're going to go away from Him. And He's got to make a way back to Him. Amen. That ought to touch you in your heart, to know that God thought and cared enough about you to make a way. Amen. To think ahead of time, to take thoughtful consideration for you so that you could come back to Him. He cared enough.